Hey everybody, welcome again to The Tradescast. It's a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. My name is Jeff Bob. And I'm Tom Moss, and this is The Tradescast for the week of Monday, September 11th. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing okay, yeah. I mean, we've uh, have we reached that point when we say September 11th? Obviously, you still think about September 11th, but are we reaching a point now where it's getting closer to December 7th? Or are we still not anywhere near there yet? What do you think? Where it's just a date that lives in infamy that you don't have to think about it living in infamy every time you say it? Right. We're not there yeah. yet, I guess. So I don't think so. I think I don't think so. I was thinking, you know, in one in one sense it seems like yesterday, but it's been sixteen years, but sixteen years still isn't isn't that long. It's not, except that I teach college students who were two or three years old when it happened. Isn't so, that crazy? Yeah, they do not even the ones as old as twenty or twenty one don't remember it so or they have you get older and they memory. stay yes you get older and they stay just the same so it's it's interesting and and it used to be one thing i am for sure about in the world of what we talk about entertainment and entertainment news it used to be a much bigger deal on tv on radio i mean it was a much bigger deal uh, for That's many true. years it was an incredibly solemn event and you turn on every channel it was all about 9-11 um the replay of the very uh uh, powerful documentary on CBS, um, the reading of the names on TV. It feels like that's kind of taken a backseat a little bit. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's right. I mean, you don't see, you know, I, I think there's an, 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 uh, sort of the natural and understandable and obligatory mention of, uh, of of the of the of the tragedy, but you don't see the memorials and, and you don't see a lot of the coverage that you used to. And I haven't seen the. The footage, you know, for uh, a few years. Well, it takes me to, it's it's an odd transition, but it's a real one. Um, not counting this week, which we'll talk about in a second. The previous two weeks at the box office, and we don't do a ton of box office talk, but these are heavy news-related items. Tom, they were historic lows. Two weeks ago... Uh, it was the lowest box office that we've seen since 9-11. That's how low it was. And, of course, we're talking about the, the same dollars, not the real dollars, meaning that if we, put, if we counted for inflation, two weeks ago would have been lower. We were talking about two weeks ago maybe one of the lowest box offices in history, if you put them all in today's dollars, followed up last week by another historically bad box office. Um, Tom, do you think, and part of this had to do with the fact that virtually nothing opened. People just let it go. And um, and I know that usually people don't like to get too big on Labor Day openings, but Tom, I, I, have you ever thought of a dearth like this in the movie theaters where virtually nothing, like you're thinking, oh, Dunkirk is still in the theater. Spider-Man is still in the theater <laughs> because they got nothing to replace it with. Well, is this a, a matter of um, everything being focused on the summer releases and there was just nothing left in the tank? Is that what happened? I don't know, Tom, but they were having a we're a little nervous moment already in terms of the total box office take for Hollywood. And those two weeks, Tom, the total gross, the total gross two weeks ago or, you know, three weekends ago was roughly $60 million dollars. Tom, yeah. that's a that's a bad opening for a for one superhero movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's no, no, crazy. 
<laughs> totally, but I but I also feel like we've been down this road before uh, over the last five years or so, Jeff, where we've said, you know, is is this the end of the box office and the death knell starts to ring and then uh, everything changes and they have their best week ever. Um, and so I, I don't know. But, I mean, what I am pretty confident of is these, these swings are becoming more and more severe. And so it's not the death of the box office because there'll be blockbusters. But there's not going to be, it doesn't look like there's going to be steady business in the way that there was steady business for the first century of, you know, the history of box office. Right. So let's talk about what you said with the swing. So this weekend, it comes out. Now, it is a, not a new property. It's, I believe it's been two different TV versions of an Wait, old well, what book. Came, what came out, Jeff? Uh, it. Who's on first? What? Uh, what's it? <laughs> It uh, so Stephen King's it comes out and and they have bold predictions sixty seventy maybe seventy five million dollars Tom the thing grosses one hundred and ten million dollars it's just um, amazing it, it blows away expectations so my question comes back to you again is this because it has zero competition or is it because it no matter what the box office is doing with these wild swings. If it is the right movie, everyone will still get off their butts and go to the theater. A bad analogy, but it seems like it might be a perfect storm in a way that there wasn't a lot of competition. Um, but also, it's a you know it's getting great reviews, and I think it's a it's a good movie. It's a it's one of the rare horror movies that I'm interested in seeing. Um, and so you know if it can get me to a horror movie, then that's 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 something. Um, I, I I think it's pretty pretty remarkable, but I you know I I don't think I don't I, you know if this is the salvation for the fall box office, you know there's got to be something coming up behind it. Well, Tom, I looked at what's coming out for the rest of the year, and while there is a Thor and there's a Justice League, and of course, waiting at the end, there's a Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I do not know if those movies are going to rescue this box office, uh, and these numbers are kind of. Cr- crazy bad so we're just gonna have to see uh, you and i keep saying one day there might come an end to the the never-ending font that is the superhero movie so we're just gonna have to see um if the star wars numbers are down then i don't know what to say anymore so right. uh, speaking of not knowing what to say anymore when you watch storm footage 24 7 um they run out of stuff to say somewhere around hour two, and then they start repeating themselves. And the only way I think they get people to stay is by putting uh, hunky dudes in parkas, raincoats, whatever, and sticking them near some kind of break front and seeing if they blow away. Uh, Now, uh, I'm not saying that that's necessarily funny. It is, however, a little bit absurd. Um, do you think that, as Rush Limbaugh, the, the brilliant Rush Limbaugh, I'm joking, yeah. said that there's too much hype with this footage, or do they give it the right amount of credence? And also, as a side note, do they try to do anything for ratings and to keep your attention, including putting their camera people and, and on-air personalities in harm's way? You know, I, I think about this in the way that I think about um, you know, a comet hitting the Earth. It's like, Jeff, I don't want to see, I don't, I don't, I don't want the world to come to an end, but boy, it would be something to see, wouldn't it? So I think, you know, I don't think they, uh, the networks put people out thinking they're going to die, 
But boy, it would be something, wouldn't it? Um, yes. I don't, I don't I, think... Go ahead. No, no. I think if you actually told everyone, look, we looked into the future. I'm not going to tell you what network, but one of the guys doing the weather is going to die on live camera. I think all the ratings <laughs> would go up by 10, 10 times. They would go up from it's, it's 3 sick. million to 30 yeah, million. It's, it's sick and it's, it's, it's only morbidly funny, literally, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't, I'm not drawn to it. I don't, I don't watch or, or have an inclination to watch. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that do, and I don't, I, I, I mean, I don't understand it. I mean, it, it, it just seems so boring to me. But you know, there you go. I well, mean, of course, best, you're not, uh, you're not in the path. But I'll tell you why I am for this kind of footage and not necessarily putting a reporter in harm's way. Although they, these are intelligent people, they know what they're doing. They don't have to do it. Um, and I do think they try to move them out at the last minute sometimes. But um, the number of deaths, which is still way too many, was way lower in these last two hurricanes. And part of that I attribute to the fact that the news coverage is so off the charts crazy. That it takes a lot to get people to move. But you keep showing governors and FEMA people and mayors and and weather reports, and I think it's pushing people to move. In fact, the only thing I thought that might have actually hurt this in going forward is that the hurricane, the second hurricane, Irma, was not quite as fierce as they thought it would be. Still incredibly devastating and, and destruction, and it killed many people, many not in this country, uh, even more. Um, but I honestly think the reason you saw so many deserted streets and stuff is because people were gone, and if they weren't gone, they got interviewed, and they sounded like idiots. Um, and so well, that made that, people want to leave. Do you think that's entirely due to the coverage, or could it be to the, uh, you know, the, the post-coverage of, of Katrina, or what happened, what happened with Katrina? I mean, do people actually you know, understand and realize what the devastation of a hurricane could actually bring? I think that's absolutely true, but I would not underestimate how much it, it... It takes sometimes telling people five, six, seven times, you know what I mean? It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Don't, don't kid around, don't play around, get going. Yeah. And um, if, if it means having to have a little bit of excessive coverage and maybe some hyperbole and maybe putting in a few of these guys a little bit in harm's way, not in a death situation, um, I'm all for it. Um, TV coverage, 24-hour news cycle is boring as it is. So you might as well have a storm there. I mean, that's all I think. You might as well have a storm because um, I don't think it's really, eh, really any different. Well, do you give any credence to this whole Rush Limbaugh? There's just too much hype on it. Well, it does seem like too much hype to me, but it's hard to argue with you. I mean, if if um, you know if it saves lives, then. Then it's hard to argue. It just seems uh, a little overblown. Again, pardon me. Um, yes. It, it just seems a little ridiculous to me. But uh, you know, many things seem ridiculous to me that, um, in the end, are actually worthwhile. You know, uh, since uh, Trump has become president, the stock market, which was rising, has continued mostly to rise. Um, people, that is the one thing about his presidency that people seem to be fairly universal on. That whether or not it keeps going. Right now, it's pretty robust, right? Um, yep. However, as you have pointed out, uh, two major media companies, Disney and Comcast, are seeing a tumble in their shares and what they are worth. Um, 
Do you think this is just the symptoms because all of these companies, with a couple of exceptions, are just going to be um, faltering? Or do you think this is a blip? Or do you think these two companies in particular um, don't have enough to offer to stay as viable? Well, it remains to be seen uh, whether this uh, is the, the, uh, the tip of the spear or if this is actually just a blip. Um, I think it's, it's probably the harbinger of things to come. So um, Comcast is seeing uh, you know, pretty significant declines. What did I see, 150,000 fewer uh, 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 right. subscribers or something like that? Uh, yeah, and of, and of course Disney is getting as as Disney is getting ready to launch their own streaming service. They're not, they're not going to provide movies to Netflix after 2019. Um, and so, no, I think this is uh, I think this is very bad news, and I think that these subscribers that Comcast is losing are not coming back, and I think they're only going to keep losing more and more subscribers. I, um, you know, we've talked for a long time about the future of the a la carte. Uh, uh, you know, you know, streaming option, and I, I mean, I think that's definitely where we're heading. I don't know what Comcast will be, but an internet provider in the next ten years. What do you? Yeah, think? one one of these surprised me, and one of them didn't. The Comcast one does not surprise me at all. The only thing that surprised me is that it's not falling faster, farther. Um, the, however, the Disney one did surprise me. So part of the solution, quote solution potentially, is more streaming, more original content, and then more a hoarding of their content. So unlike Comcast, where I do not think they're going to turn it around, I kind of think Disney could turn this around. What do you think? No, I absolutely do. And I think that's very smart to separate these two things and not to see them as, as part of the same story uh, because they're not. I mean, I think you know Disney's been up and down for the last you know 75 years. Um, I'm not too worried about Disney. Uh, and I think they've got enough um, infrastructure, and uh, uh, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't think they're going anywhere. Uh, and so they are actually getting into the a la carte uh, business that we've been talking about. So, all the more uh, You know, one of the major stories, obviously, of, of the Trump presidency so far is uh, Russia's involvement in trying to sway an election, but also Russia's involvement with uh, candidate Trump. I'm going to let that one go aside for a second. Let's talk about Russia trying to sway an election, right? I'm going to take out yes. the idea that maybe they manipulated machines and those kind of things. So people will talk about uh, fake news stories or fake people who are trying to put stories out there and kind of change the consciousness. Um, I am less an alarmist than most people on this because I, I feel like um, anybody could be part of this swaying world. Russia clearly was, but um, I would be more scared if we start to learn that they were basically hacking all the machines. I'm not saying they're not. <laughs> Let's find <laughs> out. Um, however, one of the weird parts of this story was that Facebook um, kept acting like they were not part of this world where Russian was uh, Russia was making these ad buys that may have been part of this whole debacle um and they basically denied it for a long period of time and then suddenly said oh uh yeah we did a little more digging and it turns out we were we're totally uh unwittingly complicit i guess is what you would say um so uh tom do you think this is a bigger story do you think that facebook and others will be able to i guess quote remedy this situation 
I think they're going to have to. I mean, I think there's going to be too much pressure on them in the next couple of years, or actually next year before the midterms, uh, to to fix this. Um, and I think they've got, you know, to, for them to claim that they don't have the means to regulate this is, you know, beyond ridiculous. Uh, and I'm glad to see that they finally come out. Now, they only came out because they were subpoenaed by a grand jury, so... Uh, if, um, you know, if that amounts to anything, then, then, uh, Mueller has done something for the country. Uh, so, you know, it, I, I think, I think it's gotta be fixed and I think they have the means to fix it. And, um, you know, I think we have to demand that they do. You know, it's always funny to me and, and I don't think people think about it this way, but two of the biggest ways people communicate in this world are Twitter and Facebook. And we often, I think, think of them as being part of our world. But the truth is, two men could just decide to shut those things down. You know what I mean? They could just yeah. say, uh, I, you know what, I'm tired of it, and I'm not having it anymore. I always think about this because, of course, Twitter could just shut Donald Trump out if they wanted to. They could just do it. Um, right. it it's not, not, I don't agree with that, and it would be bad for business. <laughs> but it's an amazing thing that, that this kind of power is concentrated into one or two hands. Do you think that that is good going forward in the sense that when one person has that much power or two people, they can make a change rapidly or try to? On the other hand, if they don't, then the situation stays the way it is. Um, yeah, I think it is a problem. And I don't know what the, what the future of monopolies mean in, um, in, in this new landscape. Um, so it's it's uh, you know it's truly uncharted territory, literally uncharted territory. <laughs> um, you know the thing about uh, about Twitter kicking Donald Trump off. I mean, there would be a hue and cry if that happened about the First Amendment. But the First Amendment does not not uh, not apply in this situation. There's no. no there's no law that is being um, enacted by the federal government to silence speech. Uh, a business can um, allow or or provide its service to anybody it chooses to. Uh, they are not going to do that because it would be really, really bad for business. Right, but uh, the fact that they could is fascinating to me. The fact that they could is is absolutely fascinating. I mean, any of us can get kicked off of Facebook or Twitter at any time. Many people are. Right. And that is not so, an infringement of free speech. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to end uh, today talking about the Emmys. Now, they're coming up, and um, we'll do a postmortem on the show, and we'll do it on the winners and losers uh, but the thing I wanted to mention to you is the uh, the ratings, it's something we've talked about in the past. Uh, the 2016 ratings were the lowest on record for the Emmy Awards. Um, ratings have, uh, you go back 10, 20 years, ratings are routinely 19, 20, 20-ish million. Uh, they, they go up. Um, I think this year, Tom, if they go any lower, they're going to be less than 10 million. Mm -hmm. Less than 10 million viewers um, on a show that used to have real significance, not Oscar significance, but real significance. Do you think that we have, especially with the saturation of shows in different venues, that we've just kind of reached the end of this one? Now, I don't mean just award shows, but this specific award show, like the Emmys just, the Emmys are quickly becoming the Ace Awards. They're just kind of lost their cachet. 
Well, how does the how do the Emmys compare to the Grammys, for instance? Because there's a lot of diffusion in the music industry as well. Absolutely, they don't do as well as the Grammys, but the Grammy ratings are dropping as well. They're all, as we've discussed, they're all dropping across yeah. the board. Yeah, no, um, I think but, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think there's so much diffusion in the um, in the TV world, and uh, and and so much good, you know, good material. Uh, I don't think there's there's a lot of interest in this sort of narrow band that the Emmys uh, tends to tends to highlight. So I don't see that improving anytime anytime soon. Um, I can't imagine what it would take. Right now, did. the host. The, well, that's the thing. I don't know if it'll take anything because it, Stephen Colbert is going to be the host, right? What the most interesting thing to me about Stephen Colbert is that a year ago we basically would have said his show is going to get canceled. I, yeah, I don't think CBS right. is going to stay on. Not only that, now he could win and be the host and all kinds of amazing things. Would you say in in some ways that that's the biggest shocker of TV of the year is this is the transformation of the Colbert show? Um, I think it's one of them. I'd have to think about that list, but uh, I mean that has been a huge turnaround. You know, and now that you mention it, people might turn in this year to see what Colbert says about Trump. I mean, that would be a big draw. It might be, but if if Colbert, as popular as he is right now, and what you just said uh, doesn't bring any more people, if that number dips to nine million, at some point, I, I think this. I think we could be done seeing it on uh, very soon. Not not tomorrow. Not next year. But at some point, this thing could just be on a on a an Outlander uh, network. You Don't you think the RFD ch- the RFD channel or something? <laughs> yes, or or I have a channel called Ride now that's on Dish. You know, so but I mean, I honestly could see it on just I could see TNT just stepping up or someone else just saying, "Why don't we have it? No one else is no one's watching this thing anyway." So maybe it will um, it will only be on the the television screen at your gas station. Oh my God. <laughs> it might be, but it, but you know where it could be in a few in a few years is just live streamed. It That's, could just be yeah. like YouTube. It just could be on YouTube. Um, you think so it would ever be, something like that would ever be a box office uh, event? That is interesting, and I just I just don't think so. I, I think I don't think so either. Those, I think People it's aren't going to go out to see that. Yeah, I, no, I they, they won't even stay in to see it. So. That's right. <laughs> but uh, That's but right. Tom and I will report on it, and uh, as you know, the the major quote major networks will win very few. That doesn't take a bold prediction. They've got nominated for very few. You take away a couple of shows, and they got nothing. Um, so we're going to see if any of the new shows have taken up. Um, we're going to see if it is certainly going to win the box office again. We're going to see if it has any competition uh, or if we are just looking at a fall season of ugliness money-wise. Maybe it'll be better for the uh, for the critics than it is for the box office. We'll be checking those things out and everything else in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. So for Tom, I'm Jeff. Have a great day.